Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Thunder! Thundercats! Thundercats! I love the Thundercats, and the Thundercats are on the loose. It is the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. It is coast-to-coast. It is boner-to-boner. It is the tune-in. It is the iTunes. It is radio loyalty. Coast-to-coast and border-to-border on 50-plus AM FM stations across the fruited plain. And we are going to go to our next guest here in just a few seconds. John Truman Wolf is going to join us. I thought I had his number typed in here, but apparently I did not. So we're going to go to John Truman Wolf, the big star, star stage and screen, John Truman Wolf. And he is going to join us. And I believe there is John, John Truman Wolf. How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm I'm here. Th- uh, thanks very much. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here with us. We are going to connect uh, Dan Perkins here in just a few seconds uh, with us. Our uh, co-host uh, IQ Al Rizzoli as well, and uh, we are also uh, going to be talking with John Truman Wolf here, our special guest for the remainder of the broadcast day. And uh, John Truman Wolf is a former banker, global financial expert, and financial consultant. Some of the biggest names in Hollywood, and uh, he is joining us today here on Skype Audio. The economy is booming, the stock market is in the stratosphere, and the banking industry is reportedly healthy and vibrant. Not so for the banking industry, says former banker and money manager to the stars, John Truman Wolf, our guest with us today. And I believe there's IQ. How are you, sir? I'm fine. (laughs) And I believe Dan Perkins has joined us as well. Yes. Now, um, our our guest for the remainder of the show is John Truman Wolf. He's a former banker, global financial expert, and financial consultant to some of the biggest names in Hollywood. Wolf is also a best-selling author of The Coming Financial Crisis and the newest book, The 99 Strongest Banks in America and Why It Matters, and looks to follow. And uh, he joins us today here in a broadcast. Now, he warns the nation's largest banks are at risk. Start us off here, John. Tell us why they're at risk. Well, they're at risk primarily because they are uh, chock full of, they're pregnant with derivatives. Uh, derivatives are securities, uh, most of which are what are called interest rate swaps, which is a highfalutin sounding word. They're basically bets on the direction of interest rates. There's 1.2 quadrillion, quadrillion dollars worth of derivatives in banks around the planet uh there is about 200 trillion that's with a t uh, of these uh, derivatives in uh, the major money center banks in new york uh b of a city bank jp morgan chase uh wells those kinds of banks and sooner or later somebody's going to put a stick a pin in that bubble uh, because they're nothing but smoke and mirrors. It's like a Las Vegas casino. And um, 
when that derivatives bubble breaks, um, it's gonna it's gonna get nasty out. I'm afraid. Dan, jump in there. I know you got some questions for our friend. Yeah, yeah, I do. So let me let me ask the guest. Um, so this derivative on interest rates. Um, I'm a registered investment advisor. I've been managing money on Wall Street for 45 years. So I've seen a lot of things happen on Wall Street. Um, I'm curious as to what your intelligence tells you the amount of the derivatives that are short or long interest rate directions. Uh, I don't have those stats, Dan, uh, in terms of how much are short and how much are long. Um, the, the data uh, and the statistics come out of the Bank for International Settlements in Basel, Switzerland. Uh, the BIS, the Bank for International Settlements, uh, is the central banker's uh, bank. Uh, all 55 central banks on the, on the planet belong to the BIS. Uh, the Fed, the Bank of Canada, the Bank of Italy, the Bank of Japan. Um, that entity is above the law, meaning Swiss law does not affect it. Its employees are immune from prosecution. They have their own military or law enforcement on the property. It, it, it's actually above the law. And um, the statistics uh, come out of there. Um, and I have not looked, to be very frank with you, you know, what, uh, how the long and shorts of that um, come about. Clearly, um, you know, rates are, I, I have been a registered investment advisor myself. I, I don't maintain that license anymore. Um, but um, uh, cl clearly rates uh, have gone up and uh, at least in my opinion are going to continue to do so. Um, so that's my answer. So if you look at it, if you look at it from the standpoint of this derivative market of, of interest rate swaps, one could one could conclude whether they're you're right or not is another story, but one conclude that these derivatives may you you. I think you would agree with this statement. You would not put a short on interest rates when interest rates are at zero. You'd put a short on interest rates if you believe that interest rates were going in a certain direction. If the interest rates were going to be go down, you would be long the. The swap. If you thought interest rates were going to go up, you'd be short the swap. So in looking, yeah, at I mean, the, so what I'm, I'm saying, I'm sorry, I thought, uh, what I'm saying is, if I look at the markets when these swaps were put on, my guess is that the vast majority of them would not have bet at at thirty basis points, twenty basis points, five basis points on the tr on the treasury that rates were going to go dramatically lower the bet would have probably been that interest rates will go higher, and which means they would probably have a positive position. And, and interest rates have moved 100 basis points in the last 12 months. If the banks put on the right position, if, even if they put on a billion or a trillion dollars, they could be in fat city because they could have some huge gains in their positions if they were bet the right way. And so we don't know how they bet we know what happened in 2008 with the derivatives, with the CMOs and the CDOs, uh, and the and the junk that was there. But the swap marketplace, um, I I appreciate and understand your concern, 
but uh, here we knew in the case of the 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 subprime mortgages that uh, that there was some manipulation going on and the likelihood that these bonds were going to default. I don't know that the that the banks are in the same position, and we haven't seen any stress test results from the Fed indicating that there are in difficulty. Have you seen any? Well, uh, no, I haven't seen any stress tests, but but I would say this, uh, a couple of things, um, and, and I get the point, and the point is certainly uh, valid in terms of, uh, you know, general thinking. If the if the rates are in the basements, they're not likely to bet uh, that they go low lower. That said, th- there are two parties to these derivatives. Uh, there are, are people taking both sides of these, number one. Number two... Even as low as they were, although this, uh, I don't know that this is the case today, but not that many months ago, you had negative interest rates, as I'm sure you know, less than zero. Uh, so um, uh, for whatever reason, there are uh, banks and insurance companies and others taking uh, the short side or the, the, the downside of those bets because the bets are there. Um, why they do that, uh, you know, you'd have to look into the mind of the people making those bets. But um, the, the the derivatives are there. You know, the Bank of America says, I think that the rates on Greek bonds are going down. Uh, Deutsche Bank says, no, 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 they're going to go up. And they bet. And people bet on those bets and people bet on those their bets. And there is this, uh, in my opinion, this smoke and mirrors pyramid of nothing other than Vegas-like casino bets on the direction of rate. So how does how does what you're, you believe is going on today is different than what happened in 2008 and 2009, or is there any? Uh, well, I think, the, I mean, as you pointed out, the, the derivatives during 2007-2008 were mortgage-backed securities. There was at least some kind of asset there, right? There, there were the mortgages. Uh, here you've got nothing other than bets on the direction of rates. And the, the numbers are much larger, Dan, um, much larger. So um, my, that's, that's a concern. The, the concern is also that the Bank for International Settlements, which is really kind of the, the godfather of the, of the, the global financial mafia, uh, if you will, Those folks have pushed into the international banking community a concept called bail-in, which you may or may not be familiar with, which basically says if a bank is in trouble, the bank can take depositors' money and convert it to bank stock um, and puts the the derivatives in, in first place in terms of a troubled bank. So uh, I, I begin to wonder, why does the Bank for International Settlements push this bail-in concept, which has been uh, implemented in Europe? Uh, Mario Draghi, the chairman of the uh, European Central Bank, uh, has implemented bail-in policy in all European banks. Uh, an Austrian bank uh, had bail-in procedure uh, implemented. Uh, Canada has, implement, has implemented bail-ins. Uh, the FDIC and the Bank of England have issued a joint statement uh, on how bail-in policy would be implemented here, though there's nothing from anybody that says, okay, 
bail-in policy is going to um, be applied to U.S. banks, but the FDIC has certainly issued a memo, which is available online. You can read it uh, on on, on how that would play out here. So uh, it's a matter of concern to me. Now, in uh, in Jim's introduction, uh, if I heard him correctly, you either you have or or somebody has a list of the safest banks in the United States. Is that true? Yeah, I wrote a bu- I wrote a book uh, uh, called "The Ninety Nine uh, Strongest Banks in America." I spent tons of hours going through the, the the balance sheets of banks all across the country, picked out a hundred of them. Uh, that are, um, you know, throughout the United States, uh, have assets less than $50 billion because the bail-in policy affects banks with assets of $50 billion or more. And, uh, you know, I, I put them in the book. Yeah. So these would, would these typically, uh, at assets under $50 billion, these would be regional banks? Not many money yes, centers? Most, yeah, yes. Most of them, yes. They're independent uh uh, smaller regional banks um, and not the larger money center banks. That's absolutely right. So you're, are, you, are you saying that you would stay away from the Wells Fargo's, the Chase Manhattan's, the Bank of America, the Morgan Stanley's, and also the investment banks? Uh, I would. I am saying that, and I would stay away from them. Okay. So what, what are you telling um, your reader where should they go? Well, uh, they, they should go. Uh, I mean, the, the, ba- the banks that I researched are listed by state. And, uh, you know, folks should uh, move their accounts to uh, smaller regional banks, banks under uh, uh, $50, uh, $50 billion. Um, and or, you know, depending on the person and their, and, you know, the kinds of banking needs they have, uh, credit unions are often a good move. Um is there any so, geogra- is there any geographical analysis in terms of did you find that of the the ninety nine banks they were primarily in the south or west or midwest or east or was there any geographic diversity to it and does, um, and do all states have a bank? Um, uh, no and no. <laughs> I didn't find I didn't do a geographical analysis. Uh, a lot of the banks, um, uh, you know, there's uh, banks in the Southwest. There's banks in the there's banks all over, but that, there's not one of those listed in every single state. In some cases, if people want, they can call, you know call a bank uh, and uh, set up an account. You know, as as we're all doing these days, most of most of the banking transactions are online for the for the everyday person uh this is not uh, something that uh, for somebody that's got several million dollars and they're and they're you know in one of the investment banks or whatever but uh i didn't do a geographical analysis of it no okay and so you said they're not banks in every state um no i don't think so i'm i'm, I'm um it's not a question I ask myself, but uh, as I think about it, um, I don't think there's a bank in every state. So if you live in a state where there's not a bank, then then you have to go online or, or physically go visit the bank in order to order open a, an account. 
Yeah, you'd have to do that, uh, or perhaps, and I haven't uh, written it yet, although I've gotten a, a, a huge amount of traffic to write one on credit unions as well. Um, and it's something that I do recommend in the book, and I recommend to people that uh, if they don't have one of these banks nearby, or maybe they've got one of these banks nearby and they don't care to bank with them for one reason or another, um, uh, then uh, they can check out a local credit union, because credit unions, by and large, the vast, vast, vast majority of credit unions don't carry derivatives. Um, so that's an alternative as well. So if you, uh, I don't know where you're calling from, uh, have you noticed in your area, are there, are there commercials for like the Navy Federal Credit Union, which are now national credit unions, much bigger institutions that'll take damn near anybody? Have you noticed any of those commercials in your, in your markets? I haven't. I live in Los Angeles, a little north of Los Angeles. But um, no, I haven't seen the commercials. But I know exactly what you're talking about, and there are some uh, credit unions exactly like that, like that that are that are they're seeking uh, you know a national depositor base, and they reach out from. Um, I think I think that credit union is in Texas, if memory serves me right. Right. But they reach out beyond beyond their state borders. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. But you would not have there is a, you you don't have a scenario in your mind where a credit union would fall into a, a big credit union would ever fall into the kind of concern that you have for um, money center banks. Generally, no. Yeah, you know, generally no. I mean. Uh, if, if there was a, a, a huge credit union, I could certainly take a look at it. And, and, and I mean, people can can simply call call their bank can simply call their bank or their credit union and ask them, you know, are you carrying uh, derivatives? But but I don't see that as a as a major problem. While you're absolutely right, there's some of those uh, credit unions, a few of them at least. Uh, have sought to go national, but uh, at least in my research, I haven't seen many of those. A few. Yeah. So the the interesting idea you have about calling your bank, um, who do you call? I mean, would the branch manager know whether or not the bank in the home office is investing in derivatives? Is that a disclosure <laughs> item for public banks? Is that a it should be a, it's, it should be on their balance sheet, and yeah, the the bank manager definitely should know. And if he doesn't know, he he should find out and get back to you, get back to you. I mean, if if I were to call a, a, a branch manager and go, "Hey, are you folks carrying derivatives on your balance sheet?" and the and the branch manager goes, "Gee, I don't know," I'll, then I would say, "Good, can you you know, check it out and call me back or send me an email?" Sure. Okay. All right. Okay, Jim, back to you. We've got uh, IQ Al Rizzoli, Dan Perkins, with us today. We on our and our guest today, John Truman Wolf, former banker. He is a warning: the nation's largest banks are at risk. Uh, IQ, sitting here listening to all this, uh, w- 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 what do you think about this? Be- being an outsider with with all this. I'm still an outsider. This is beyond my comprehension. <laughs> <laughs> Financially and intellectually. <laughs> this is Dan Turkin's domain. <laughs> well, uh, but before we let uh, everybody go here, um, Dan, bring us up to speed on your nonprofit and everything you're involved in. 
Yeah, they were doing our fourth honor flight next Tuesday. Uh- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.